Welcome to Recurring Nightmares, episode 33. I am Chris, as always, joined by Jeff. Woo! Hi! We, we are here to talk about some movies. Uh, we got a pair of 2000 horror remake reboots uh, to discuss, uh, both directed by Marcus Nispel, but we, we will get to that shortly. Um, but it is a... Uh, is the start of a new year. We had a, a year of watching films, um, not just horror films or action movies like we talk about on here, but all films. Um, and uh, I think we, we have a we have we have top ten lists. We want yeah. to share. So Jeff, you, you want to kick it off with number ten? Yeah, but I have three quick notes. Yeah. Okay. One, I've not seen everything I wanted to see. I, I think there's a good chance if I saw um, Babylon. I think Babylon would make my list. Just a hunch I have. Uh, you know, maybe the Fable Mems. Who knows? But uh, yeah, there, there was stuff I didn't see. Like I, I didn't get the Glass Onion yet. Didn't see Avatar. Didn't see Babylon. Yeah, uh, there's just just stuff that just hey, you run out of time. Yeah. Um. There's horror movies that like I really wanted to put on my list, and if it, actually if you saw, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, uh, you, you've seen what my top ten movies are. Well, they're not going to be the same uh, as they were, like you know, on this episode they're going to be Two weeks different. ago. Yeah, but you know, the, there's horror movies that kicked off, and there's a couple horror movies, horror movies that like I really wish made it on. So I just wanted to just mention three movies that like I really wish I had spots for on the list, and that those are. Uh, Pearl, uh, I think the better of the two Ty West movies. Speak No Evil, which is a horror movie about being polite. And Bodies, 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 which we've discussed, which I think has a really fun point of view and a really fun like surprise ending. Yeah, uh, they're, they're fun. Uh, last note, you know, shout out to White Lotus, Andor, and Better Call Saul. That's, yeah. Good TV out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but all right. My number 10, Chris, is All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a new German film that you can watch on Netflix. Uh, I heard it takes like pretty big liberties from the book and the previous versions of it. But uh, it, this is a, just a brutal World War I uh, movie. And even like the the score is like evil it's like this like three note synth death march score uh and just yeah i i, I can't I, I thought i had seen it all when it comes to war movies but uh all quiet in the western front brutal man and, and just a really good movie and when it gets to its big set piece in the middle wow look out <laughs> i have to check out there's not a whole lot of world war 1 movies so um, I'll, I'll, I'll take it over. Interesting. I'll take it over. Uh, what was that big one? Nineteen nineteen is it seventeen or yeah, not something like that. Yeah, I, I forget. <laughs> uh, what about 19, you? Nineteen something. Uh, my yeah. number ten is uh, completely different from uh, <laughs> your your brutal war movie. Uh, it, is, it is a uh, it's a superhero movie. Thor: Love and Thunder. Um. I don't know. I think a lot of people have been kind of criticizing this, and it's like I had a lot of fun with it. It's just stupid, goofy, fun spectacle. Um, 
I enjoyed the entire time. There's some like cool artistic shots in there. I think uh, Tika Watiti, uh, he has a good visual style to him. Uh, so this stuff's always interesting visually. Um, and and these Marvel movies can generally feel very similar. Yeah. And and his stuff just feels different from all of that. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it was just a enjoyable, fun time uh, that I. Of a watch, so. All right. I'm at number ten. You got number nine. Number nine is a movie from BJ Novak from The Office, and that is Vengeance. Uh, a movie I think that does not get enough love. I think people are kind of split on it too. I think some people are not so enamored with it like I am. Mm-hmm. But this is like a murder mystery. Well, it's it's a weird thing because like you're never really sure what type of movie it is, even as it's going along. Like it's like. Is this a murder mystery thing? Is this about, you know, blue blue America being red America? Is this making fun of red America? Is it making fun of blue? Like you're like, where, where is this going? Uh, and it kind of, I think, sustains that throughout the whole movie. And I think that's what I really like. One of the things I really like about it. Never quite sure where Vengeance was going, uh, but I really liked the solution it came up to at the end. Uh, and I just, yeah, I, I just. I was kind of surprised all around by it. I'm surprised more people don't like it. I think it has like a lot to say about where we are as a society. So it's on my watch list. I've I've been meaning to get to it. It's just I I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool when I first saw the trailers, and then it lasted like three days in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just haven't got into it since it hit streaming. But it, I it's, it's yeah, on I, think it's on, I think it's on Peacock. So if you got yeah, Peacock. yeah, it's it's there to watch. Just find some time. I'm interested to see what you think because again, the reaction is kind of all over the place. I have a feeling you're going to be like in my camp on it. Like I, I feel like it's it is a Chris movie. So, all right. Uh, my number nine is uh, "Don't Worry, Darling." Uh, okay. Olivia Wilde's film with with uh, Harry Styles just kind of being there. <laughs> um, but uh, he's, he's eating the pussy. Uh, yes, he does. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I found like another film like people just kind of like. I think a lot of it just comes. Olivia Wilde is maybe a little off-putting, yeah, and uh, she, she, she's not very likable. But and, like, I will watch anything with Florence Pugh in it. Uh, I think she carries this whole movie. Like, I thought it was fun. I liked Olivia Wilde in it. To be yeah, honest. she's good. She's like, I, I like, I like her. Like, I, yeah. I understand that like people don't get... like yeah. get her, but. Like I'm, I'm fine. Like whatever. She says I, stupid I, shit. I don't care about her like online personality. Like right. she's got, uh, she's sexy and she's smoking cigarettes in it. So I'm all about it. Yeah, I thought this movie was fine. It, it, it didn't even come close to my top ten, but I, I enjoyed it. Even though I, I felt where it was going, I was like, eh, I was pretty close to where it was going. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, I like the, uh, the, the twist which isn't it's not like you you could kind of like figure out like something weird is happening um but i do like kind of where they go with it it's like a bleak fucking ending yeah. um and you have Florence pew who's just fucking adorable great she's great and chris pine is like the best sleazy bag yeah, he is good. phenomenally sleazy so great production um, it looks good like, yeah i don't know fun like i love that 50s like look yeah. to it like they captured that even though it's like everybody kind of doesn't like and and that's part of the whole film is like yeah. you know this whole thing is a facade so 
Um, it's all, all very, all very interesting. And uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I know it's another film people very split on, but um, I enjoyed it. What do you got at eight? Number eight is Prey. All right, we're right on the same uh, same same wavelength here because that's my number eight as well. That's your number eight, yeah. Uh, this fucking kick-ass action movie, dude. Like uh, the best Predator since the original, easy. And I love, I love, like I don't love, I enjoy all the Predator movies. Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the crossover with Alien, but uh, they're fine too. Yeah, well, uh, well the first, the first one, I, I like the first one. Requiem, not so much, but but uh, Prey was a wild ride. <laughs> like it, it was just a fun. And just like a cool idea for where to take the series, and just like, hey, let's just show him going into different times. What's her name? Amber, fucking Mid, Mid Thunder. Mid Thunder, awesome. I don't know. I like. I was extremely satisfied watching that movie. Yeah, it's super fun. I mean, there, there's maybe some CG issues, like a. That aren't great, yeah, but yeah, whatever. Right. Like it, it's mostly like super fun action. Uh, like you would think that like every other Predator movie is present day or future, so it's always dealing with like this future shit. And like they did a great job of like dropping the Predator in you know the eighteen hundreds against Native Americans and and, and uh, you know French conquerors, and it does a phenomenal job. It's super fun. Um, and come on, Dan Trachtenberg needs to do more like this. Yeah. This dude is, he's pretty much on fire. Like mm-hmm. ev- everything he's done, I've been, uh, there's such a long wait. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, 10 Cloverfield lane was like six years ago, but like his, his black mirror episode is, is good. He's, smart smart director understands you know the the medium that he's working in the the genre he's working in and And figured out how to like make a good predator movie imagine that yeah yeah Yeah, like (laughs) yes um give him more work please (laughs) uh what do you got at seven number seven this is fucking straight in my wheelhouse this is a movie i will see many times amazing uh, lead performance from Aubrey Plaza, and that is Emily the Criminal. Really fun. Like, if you like crime thrillers, this is a must see, in my opinion, and this probably should be higher on my list. Uh, she plays this person who's in debt, and she gets involved in this criminal scheme of basically using stolen identities, like, you know, fake credit cards to go uh, buy products. And she gets into more and more trouble. I think I described it to you as a little bit like Breaking Bad. And I think, it, you know, uh, you know, picture the arc that Walter White it takes in that. Yeah. And it's a little similar. Like, it's someone like someone who's been shat on her whole life realizing, no, sometimes the reason I got shat on is because I let people walk all over me and I'm not taking charge. And, and she, she starts doing it. It's just, and it's just fun and I, I i guess i'll throw a note for my wife for her this this along with avatar was like her favorite movie of the year but she said she felt seen by emily the criminal <laughs> well I, should, I i i need to give i, I love aubrey Plaza, so um, so great she's, she's her time. on fire last year and this is a really like great like kind of like slipped under the radar movie nice 
Um, were we at seven? Yes. Yeah. yeah. My number seven is Nope, uh, Jordan Peele's latest sci-fi horror film. I know you cooled on it. Yes. A bit. You saw it yeah. again. I have not seen it again. Don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, I think that first time watching it is was a stunning. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, super enjoyable. I, you know, it, it, I've heard from you and from others that like watching it a second time uh, shows that it has way more flaws than his other two films, but. I think I felt uh, flaws the first time, but it gave me so much to chew on, and I was thinking about it for like a week after I saw it. Yeah, um, yeah, and then then you know, coming back to it, it's that, just that a, beginning part is very slow. The first hour is very slow, and I'm sorry, like Daniel Kaluuya's uh, character is just like not fun to watch. Like he's very, uh, it's like this depressed guy walking around not saying anything. And, you know, and, like he's good in it, and like. There's yeah. things I appreciate about his character, but it's, it's, he's just not a fun hang. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah. kind of he's the sh- honestly quiet, he's the straight yeah. guy yeah. in it. To you know, Kiki Palmer's Emerald and and um, Stephen Yoon's like shitty circus owner down below. Um, he's kind of like that that dry guy. So um, he he plays it very well. But yeah, I can see. I won't deny you putting it on your list at. For a long time this year, it was number one on my list, and rewatching it knocked it off my list. And it's just—it's not that I dislike the movie; it's just that, um, again, I think it, like the first hour is a chore, especially on a rewatch. And I just had ten movies I liked more, so it's not like oh, I'm yeah. Guest, you know. That and that's the thing with that that first watch of it is that that first hour is mysterious. Like it is slow. Yeah. There's not a lot going on, but you don't really know where it's heading. Um, so you're kind of still on the edge of your seat. I could definitely see coming back to it. It's like, all right, I know where this is going and nothing is currently happening. It's all this disjointed stuff. Yeah. But like the last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so are like really cool. Like, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I did not make it to them the second time. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Cause like that's, that's where, you know, the transformation and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah. happened. Do you think with the alien and, and nope is really great? Like what the alien is, like what the what the flying saucer is. Whole, really, really yeah, the whole whole concept behind it. Yeah, it's neat. All right, uh, what do you got at six? Number six, I got Top Gun Maverick, the blockbuster of the year. Just a fun ride of a movie. Um, <laughs> you know, Tom Cruise doing his action thing, where it's just like we're gonna do real shit. Uh, uh, and. I think that they handled like the human elements of it pretty well. Like I think the stuff with him and Iceman was like pretty touching. Um, and uh, just got the 4K of it, and I've not watched the movie yet, but I did like demo it out, like kind of watch like the first 10, 15 minutes, and boy, oh boy, that's like a demo disc for for 4K. Like that movie rocks even at home. I don't know if you've gotten to watch it at home, but ooh, it'll fucking rock your house. <laughs> the sound okay, alone. Yeah, I have not watched it at home yet, but. Uh... Yeah, that, that's what I remember about that opening portion is like, you know, the, with that whole like secret bomber type thing that he's testing out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard a person that we, we follow on Twitter say that that part was boring. And I was like, I was confused. But He, he often has bad opinions, but like that's one of the worst ones. I, I get it. Like, you're not, you don't have no, any attachment to it. But I don't have any attachment to um, 
I, I didn't see Top Gun until like a week before this one came out. I think the first Top Gun is is like okay, oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like this this is this was pretty spectacular action movie. Like it it, it really and I love you know, I guess you know, since we're spending a minute, I, I really love I've I think I've gone on about this before, like how much it sets up what the mission is. Like they go over and over yeah. what the mission is. So that by the time you get to that last hour where they're doing the mission, like you get it. You get the stakes, you get what's going on. Really cool. We we will uh, we'll be coming back to top yeah, shortly. So uh my number six is Hellraiser. Wow, I'm surprised that's um, why. It's good. I, I like it. Not I, <laughs> I mean, I am I am a Hellraiser fan. Yeah. Uh, just you know, hands down, I enjoy Hellraiser. I've seen all like even the shitty films. Most of them are shitty. Uh, this is a great, uh, you know, re reboot, reimagining of of Hellraiser. I like all the the visual designs. It's a kind of a trippy film. Uh, the way they they do some you know shifting between uh, you know parallel universes and stuff. Uh, where the the one part was I thought was really cool when they're in the van and uh, you know she just kind of like disappears out of the back of it. And she's <laughs> being tortured and like the datos don't realize that she's not there. Really cool shit in it. Um, I had a ton of fun with it. Really really enjoyed it. It was some other Hellraiser fans not. On board with it, but yeah, it, it for, for me, it worked. Uh, for me, like, I'm not a fan of the series, and this is the first one that, like, um, felt like I got what was going on. <laughs> so, yeah. and I liked, uh, I liked what's her name uh, as Pinhead. So, yeah, I dug it yeah, really good. I dug it, but it was a little bit of like a throwaway movie. Like, I liked it and I moved on, like, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's one I'll go back to yeah, and watch yeah. again. Like, I mean, but I like the series, so. Great, great entry for me in there. Uh, what do you got at five? All right, now we're getting into like the fucking shit right here. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, just a pretty wildly imaginative movie that is like it's like a family drama, it's a mother daughter drama, a husband wife drama, a sci fi movie. And because of the sci-fi angle they've taken this, they get to do some really wacky and, and insane stuff, including we even go to like a world where there's like no life and there's just two rocks talking to each other. Uh, I, I think the movie had great action and it, it, it it's real emotional notes too. Um, this is a big like runaway hit for A24. I hope it does great on award seasons. But you know, for me, like, and I think it'll top a lot of people's lists, and, and rightfully so. But for me, it is like a it gets to go so crazy because of the gimmick, like, or the premise of it. Um, well, I think there's like movies that uh, entertain me a little bit more, and I do think that this movie it gets it crams a lot, and it's like two and a half hours or whatever it is. But yeah. it, I do feel little bloat in it. Uh, I cared. I started to care less about the everything bagel, like in the villain, than just like hitting those emotional beats. That's, that's the stuff I like and remember about it. Yeah, I mean that that's the the best part of the film. Yeah, we we will be talking a little yeah. bit about that as well. Yeah. Uh, my number five is uh, a little film called Fresh. I, um, I love it. This is I, I, this one I like. I forget about over and over. Sorry, uh, to interrupt. Yeah, it's 
<laughs> this like kind of film about dating and then takes a hard turn to be about something else. And then it kind of becomes like this gourmet food type thing, but gross as hell. <laughs> like really, really cool. Uh, you know, a cannibalistic horror story um, that I like really it just stuck with me all year. I was like, this is this was a fun film from the beginning. Sebastian Stan is great in it. Yeah. Um there's a whole cool like cooking montage in in the kitchen with him that is just phenomenal. Um it's like a fun fun kind of horror thriller type movie. Yeah, like a bit of a TV movie vibe or something to it to me. Maybe it's just because it went to Hulu. Yeah. But it's such a uh, demented movie. Like I, very. Like I, I was, and it starts as like you said, like this kind of like rom com thing, and then it just goes way fucking crazy. And uh, it's one that like may have slipped by some horror fans. I know there was a lot of talk about it when it came out. But if you've not seen Fresh, definitely see Fresh. I love that Chris put it on his list. Uh, what well, do you got a four? Here's my like weird dark horse entry is uh, the Black Phone. Okay. Uh, I know it's a movie a lot of people liked, but it probably wouldn't put it in their top ten or even near the top. But to me, it was just so perfectly constructed on a script level where every beat that they set up like pays off at the end and like this uh finale or climax or whatever that's like very exciting and very satisfying it's very like yes you're like yes you know and uh gave me probably my favorite theater experience of the year because like the crowd got so into the movie especially at the end um yeah just like that satisfying i think stuck with me I, I, I and you know this it's by um joe hill Joe Hill, you know, and, and, Stephen King's son. Yeah, and it very much feels like Stephen King at his height, uh, when he could just like knock off a small story like this. That it's just a banger, you know. Uh, yeah, and somehow Joe Hill knows how to get his shit made into yeah. films properly. Um, yeah, yeah, something something that Stephen King has has struggled with. Well, uh, and he partnered with he partnered with you know was it Scott. Scott Derrickson, Scott, yeah. Scott Derrickson, and, and Cargill, and those guys—you know—they've they've done some really good horror too. So I, I'm a little skeptical of like them trying to make sequels to this, but whatever. This was a good, good. Yeah, movie. I don't know how. Like, I don't, I don't think that you need to make a sequel to the book. Yeah, it's song, nice, right? like nice. a standalone just, story. Just do do something else. E- Ethan Hawke, great. Great yes. and yes. phenomenal. Uh, Ethan Hawke is an actor I love. I, I, I if I had to make top ten actors, he would be in there. And real interesting turn from her, him here. Like, uh, yeah, it's ju- just outside my list. Yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, another big, big budget superhero movie. It is uh, Matt Reeves' The Batman. Uh, um, fantastic Batman movie. Yeah, I agree. Great, and it's probably the first one that kind of uh, digs into Batman not just being like this vigilante, I'm going to beat everybody up, but kind of like a smart guy, a detective as well, right? Like, he thinks through things, he follows clues, and um, they paint Batman in a different way. If I recall correctly, like, they don't do a ton of the Bruce Wayne shit 
uh, where it's like, oh, he's a like troubled guy. It's really more just like bad as a detective in it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a little seven. bit of Bruce Wayne shit, but yeah. It's like, we're doing seven, but we're doing it in Gotham, you know? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so early versions of my top 10 list did have the Batman on it. I really appreciated this movie. Do I like it as much as. Like the Dark Knight, I don't not as much as the Dark Knight, easily not. But you know, it's up there, man. This is like a really, really good Batman movie, and uh, I have not rewatched it though. Like, have you rewatched it? Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, I, I dug uh, Paul Dano's Riddler, and I really loved Barry Kilgan's um, Joker, who I hope we get to see more of. Uh, yeah, this movie. It, it was tough for me because like, I was like, this feels like it should be on the top 10 because it was a really solid blockbuster film. Man, it's just a, it's a movie or a year with a lot of good movies. So it's it hard. It's hard. Yeah, to it, it makes sense. Um, very good Batman film. Uh, so yeah. if you, you are into, into that, give it a go. Uh, what do you got at three? Number three, I have Blonde, which uh, I think only me and Colin Farrell loved. <laughs> I don't know if he's not like his, uh, I, I saw his talking about uh talking about how like he saw her ankles or something. Uh, yeah, I guess spoilers. Marilyn Monroe dies at the end of Blonde, and the final shot is like she's like on her bed, and it's just like a shot of her legs hanging off the ed- end of the bed. But the final shot holds for like a while and does a time lapse thing of going from day to night. You know, basically, like, no one's looking for her. No one found her. She's just dead in the bed. Uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell got on stage to Golden Globes last night. And Anna Darmus was presenting the awardy one, and uh, he geeked out at her. I, I just thought that was so adorable. But, yeah, uh, nobody loved Blonde, it seemed like, except I fucking was kind of blown away by it. I was just, like, really surprised by it. Like, Super fucking like uh like trippy movie like very like art artsy filmmaking um and kind of like a like a horror movie about a woman being churned through the Hollywood system. It could have been about anybody. They they chose an actual historical figure uh, and just really beautifully shot and just crazy shit going on and um you know if you don't have time to like actually watch a movie i would say listen to the fucking score on apple music or something because that's i think the thing that like really like held this so high for me even you know months down the line now is that score i couldn't believe the score was not nominated at the golden globes for you know best original score it's it's phenomenal um, but yeah, just like a really dark kind of horror movie. Like, if I, if I, I, I classify as a horror movie, and as such, it's my favorite horror movie of last year. Nice. Uh, so that was my number three. What about you? Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Um, I s- talked about it a little bit already. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a a great classic style action film. Um. It's maybe very similar to the original, although I think they added uh, with with that uh, kind of mission structure that that you talked about, where they're they're talking about how the mission is going to play out, and that's actually what they're training for in the film. Uh, 
uh, I think that adds an element to it, right? There's this purpose. It's not just Maverick and, and Goose are at this, like, super cool Navy school for pilots. Like, there's a reason that Maverick is teaching this squad of yeah, kids. Yeah, the first movie is just kind of like nothing. <laughs> and this is yeah. like, oh, we're doing a mission. <laughs> and then it's just like, the all these shots, it is a beautiful-looking movie. Uh, the action is phenomenal. Like, they, they made, you know dogfighting and and flying a plane look cool again like and it has not for years <laughs> like uh it's just a super fun film and then like the the ending of that the the like the the climax the final the actual mission structure is um really cool and yeah. it's it's a you know it's a super cool payoff um and and you know that most of the action here is accurate. Like it is, it is really being done. They are really filming a lot of action. Flying, yeah. Which is like, that's what I love. I, I, so so, I can't so wait cool. for, why well, can't wait for mission impossible? Like it's, it's just, you know, uh, they're actually doing it. Tom Cruise always like delivering on the, the insane real love. level of like blockbuster. Um, uh, what do you got at number two? Number two is a movie that I will watch a million times, and it was the first time was such a blast. The menu, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Ralph. Also, Fiennes. my number two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie, uh, on the surface level, and you could very much enjoy it at a surface level. It, it's a kind of a satire about you know restaurant culture like the foodies Please, and, and, and yeah. like in you know these very expensive restaurants and if you've ever seen an episode of chef's table you're gonna you're gonna be prepared for what you're seeing here uh you know it's kind of like a comedy horror thriller yeah uh and it's just so much fun man like Ralph Fiennes as the chef, dude. He he is just chewing the fucking scenery. He is one of my favorite villain performances in a long time. And that you know, there's part of me that's like, is he the villain? But yeah, I mean, there could be an argument that everybody, yeah. not Anna Taylor Joy, at all the all the customers are the villain. Yeah, um, other than her. Yeah. Um, the God, man, like. It's just fun. It's a fun movie. It's about a bunch of rich people that go to a very expensive restaurant and crazy shit starts happening, right? And with each course, it it starts escalating more and more. And they introduce each course like chef's table where they show you (laughs) what it is and it looks all beautiful and they present the dishes like spinning around. But each course like has a a certain surprise or a a theme to it that the chef is trying to, to convey to his patrons or whatever and like it like even by like the very early courses you could tell something is bad and it's also very fun then and then he, like, the movie just cranks up to 11 and it gets even more fun and beyond you know beyond just like the surface like fu- it's a very fun entertaining movie that a lot of people are discovering now and enjoying because it's on hbo max there's a lot of themes on it themes in it and it's not just like rich versus poor you know, it, there's there's different like you know I already touched on like the foodie thing. The, you know, it's about you know art and doing 
you know, doing what you love versus like, you know, losing your soul to like cater to people that don't even care about what you're doing in the first place. Like there, there's a lot of themes going on in the movie. I, you know, I love the part when he asks her, like, are you, uh, are you one of us? Or are you one of them? Are you like a giver or a taker? Like, like so many cool things. And just, you know, uh, the themes about food that it makes, uh, a really good movie from last year, pig also made, but this makes it what's inside of this really fun, like, uh, satire. Uh, I, I really, really loved the menu. I was like so tickled by where it went. Uh, but I, Chris, I know it's your number two. It's like, something yeah, I, I need a mic. I also loved it. And I was like, I am, I was kind of surprised that like, I hadn't realized it hit HBO max. And then I saw you saying, I was like, Oh good. I'm glad Jeff really liked it. And then, you know, our buddy Earl saw it and he really liked it. I'm like, why? Like, man, like the menu is having a resurgence. Jeez. Like, but I'm uh, really digging it. Like, yeah. there's people like, I, I, I definitely have seen, you know, not just our fucking crazy friend. Um, but I, I have seen critics that like very much just dislike it. I think there's, a certain segment of Kirk's that don't like anything Adam McKay touches, and he was a producer on this. I, I also certain... look at it and like some of it is, some of it is criticizing them, right? Like maybe I think there's a, I think that people who don't like this stuff think there's a certain amount of smugness and self satisfaction yeah. to what this is doing. But That's I, fair I, too, yeah. I don't mind that, and I also I, I don't care. I love I love how like confident it was in what it was doing like this movie like i don't care yeah. if it's smug i love that it, it like went for it like you know it, it was fun it, to me like it goes all out and it's like yeah like it there's a bit of a smugness to it right like yeah. the, the the chef is he's at the top of his game like he is the best of the best and people come there like so you, you kind of expect that and then all the messaging is kind of smug as well um sometimes like a little about, blunt sometimes not that's what people don't like about like don't look up but uh, but to me like that blunt smugness it, it i don't care like i i, I know that, and, you know there's critics are like you're like reiterating my values to me but you're doing it in a way that sucks but like to me i enjoyed don't look up i enjoyed this way way more this is like this is such a blast and, and i'm and i'm happy to see that like most people who are seeing it are really enjoying it. I used to see so many posts in horror groups that are like, I just finished the menu and now I need to go get a cheeseburger. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't need motivation to go get a cheeseburger. I already wanted a cheeseburger, but I'd love to see it. You know? <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, I'm glad people are coming around on it. All right, that brings us to uh, number one. What, what you got, Jeff? My number one is RRR. The Indian film that it was kind of a sensation this year. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of has everything. It's like this three-hour action epic that includes a spy story, a bromance, a romance, uh, a big twist, uh, taking down the British Empire, and really insane action. Like... I can't even explain how insane some of the action is in this. Oh, it's a musical as well. We get musical numbers. Like, it just kind of like, it was like, we're going to make a big blockbuster entertainment and we're going to include all types of big blockbuster entertainment. Like, all the things that are popular culture 
Like, you know, you like a rom-com, you're going to get that in here. You like this, you like that, it's all going to be in here. And it all kind of works. I was really on the edge of my seat. Like, there's, like, this tension building in the first half of it where you're, like, these two guys are looking for each other. Then there's a twist when they find each other. And then the second half is just, like, boom, just there. Have some more action. Uh, it's just a fun time. Uh, it's not one that, like... I know I'll watch it again, but like it's not what I'm gonna like. I won't. Here's the thing. I'm gonna. I know I'll watch Emily the Criminal way more than this. I know I'll watch the Menu way more than this. But if we were doing this just on how many times we're seeing a movie, I'll probably see Halloween Ends more than any of these movies. Sadly right. enough. <laughs> Dan, that that's at the bottom of my list. You're right, though. I will probably watch it way more. But uh, there's a, there's a, something special about this. I wanted to celebrate it because it's just kind of like what you go to the movies for and it kind of just has everything and it was just a, such a fun time and surprise and it was my introduction to indian cinema so uh that's I, why i put it at number one i wish it clicked for me i tried a few times and like i just can't get into it i don't know what what it is that it's just not working for me right now but yeah i, wish, uh, I saw you say that which surprised me because like the opening scene sets up the movie pretty. It gets starts pretty, hard, like yeah, that, that yeah. whole thing with like you know, they steal the the the, yeah. the daughter, well, buy the daughter, and then kill the mom. Like it's pretty brutal, like right from the start. Oh, it goes for it right away. Uh, so it, I would never. It's, uh, to me, it's uh, it's not one of those ones where I'm like, oh, you have to like wait a little bit to understand. Like I don't know, I thought it was going right off the bat, like. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what why it's not yeah, clicking for yeah. me. I, I will probably give it a, a couple more shots because I've only ever made it about forty minutes in. But so um, did you make it to the, you liked it. Did you make it to the train uh, sequence for the? You know the train. <laughs> You'll know. No, I don't. I don't know. Like okay. I, I made it through. Like there's that big action scene at the police station or whatever. That goes yeah. on maybe a little bit too long. Um, and made it made it a little bit further past that and then each of them. You're, you're, they, there's like a train action scene where like the two, two guys meet and it's just like it's just joyous. It, it really is. And, and like I you're not the only person I've heard say that like they just didn't click with the movie or just like what the fuck. And but you I the thing I like I usually can understand people be like, ah, I don't get it. This is one of those ones that don't compute for me because I'm just like, if you, I, you see what I'm seeing, right? There's like trains flying off the tracks and fucking people swinging on fucking shit and shit blown up. So I, I hope you give it a chance. I think that you will enjoy it at the very least. Uh, maybe I just gotta like skip past that that whole past opening section. Have you seen yeah. three times now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it will enjoy it, but uh, yeah, and it's not. This is not like a hard number one for me. It was just like I kind of want to celebrate this movie that I know it was yeah, hit. I feel like more people should see it. Anything in my top five here is is fucking highly recommended for me. Um, I, I saw it, saw it made some like big big uh, not film people list, but like some pop culture list. Like they were like R R R best film of the year, like. Uh, so I thought thought that was kind of cool. It won best song last night at the Golden Globes, but even cooler nice. is it. It's doing like uh, it's still doing theater runs and selling out at screenings because like it's like uh, it's like a big crowd pleaser blockbuster movie. People go nuts. Awesome, uh, cool. Glad to see it. 
Um, my number one is uh, one you already talked about. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, this film just felt made for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, sci-fi goofiness, uh, cool action, uh, but it does have like this emotional core. I really enjoyed like the, uh, you know, the the husband wife relationship, um, the different angles of that that they explore uh, yeah. through the, through the different, you know, universes, um, the, yeah. the mother daughter relationship. I thought so, like really neat stuff going on, really uh, really touching, uh, and all you know with this unhinged kind of craziness. I think you, you mentioned like, it like at one point they're fucking talking rocks like it's like manic creativity yeah right? like fucking hot dog hands and like, like nuts well, yeah like you kind of touched on the things that you know the things that really hit me where he's like you know in our life I wish I was doing uh, can't even say it without cracking yeah. I wish I was doing laundry and uh, taxes yeah. Yeah, yeah great great line um, great to see a short round back uh, you um, won a big award last night, and very sweet speech you gave. Legitimately, uh, a d- decent actor. So he did really great. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's she, it. Those are Shelly did great too. When I thought, yeah, yeah, the the all. I think the whole cast is great, right? Like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She's fantastic. Um, I think the daughter is is really good. Uh, it's just a fun fun film. I really hope this movie gets Oscar love. I know it came out early in the year, but it deserves it. Oh. Yeah, I hope so too. Probably won't. It'll be something boring that I have yeah. no interest in yeah. saying. But yeah. probably. Um. All right. Well, that's it. That is our our top tens of twenty twenty two. Good year, I thought. Yeah, very good year. Uh, you know, b- more back in theater. I, mean, I think we we went to some some films in theater last year. Uh, but, but this was this was more like a regular year. Uh, it, it, this list was hard for me to make because shit I had to cut. There was some good stuff this year. Yeah, yes, very very good, uh, uh, very good year for film. Great year for horror. Um, yeah, you know some stuff that, that didn't didn't make either of our lists, but I, I thought was was good. Like Terrifier Two, uh, Smile, Scream. Um, the sadness that uh, you talked about yeah. bodies, bodies already. Pearl X. God, I um, love Pearl. Pearl was really good, man. Like, I don't know that that monologue at the end. Whew, the so monologue, good. just her acting throughout it, and yeah, not great. even just the man, the monologue at the end, the the crazy stare that she holds through the credits. Oh God, she's she'd be a god. So good, she'd be up for awards. Um, I don't know how the the third film in that that trilogy is gonna gonna go but but i'm I'm into it (laughs) 80s themed yeah please please give it to me give me 80s me a goth i'm all over it yes (laughs) um yeah so fun fun year for film yeah uh i think this year's gonna be good too yeah i hope so yeah um so so it's seems starting out good megan came out uh people seem to be loving that i'm gonna try and go see that on friday um, I, I, I want to see it, but I also want. I know they're going to do unrated. They cut stuff. From yeah, they, it, they've, so. they've already said that. Yeah, there's yeah. there's going to be an unrated, gorier version. At the same time, 
that seems like a perfect theater movie. So it's real. Yeah, hard. I want to want to get out. I want to support it, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know, some original horror out there. That's, people that's, are people are liking. That's gonna. We're gonna get more mega. <laughs> yes, I, I've heard awesome. there are there are already like working I, on it. I know I'm gonna like it. It looks fun. Good stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, it looks like a, a decent year lined yeah. up. Uh, and you know, capped off with Mission Impossible somewhere in there. So yeah, looking forward to that. But we we've got a we've got a double header to pin up against each other. A pair of Marcus Nispel remakes reboots for uh, um, Platinum Dunes. And <laughs> what an era! Bring it back. Yeah, honestly, yes, please. <laughs> I, um, I like my A twenty four horror, but bring this back too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they, hey, Michael Bay gets a lot of shit, uh, and and he founded Platinum Dunes, who was one of the one of the founding members Ooh. of it. Um, but he, the, they had a string of really good horror stuff. I think that's kind of been replaced by Bloomhouse recently. I guess they're still around. I looked them up; they're still. Doing big hit movies, but uh, yeah, I guess they did there, the there version. A, yeah, there was a flavor to these these two thousands. Yeah, it's a it's a flavor of uh, meanness. Yeah, and I think I'll get into, I'll get into my theory of why that is at some point. But uh, um, I, yeah, I, I sad thing is is that both of these uh, I think are are really good films. Uh, that we're going to pit against, so we're going to pick a winner here. But yeah, tough one. Um, yeah, a pair of uh, mean, mean films. Uh, we're going to kick off with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003, uh, the the remake of Toby Hooper's uh, 1974 film, the the same name. Tell me how much you love. How much? That much. 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 That Who? What's wrong with you people? Oh, 
And weirdly, uh, both of these films star CW stars, or they were CW stars at the time. Uh, Jessica Biel in Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Jared Pidlicky in uh, Friday the 13th. Um, anyway, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2003, directed by Marcus Nispel, uh, budget of just under $10 million. And came out with a box office of almost 110 million. Hey, pretty good. Yep, great return on investment there. Uh, and a uh, crisp 98 minutes, so doesn't overstay its welcome. It's you know kind of just the the right right uh right length for a film like this. Uh, we both, I think we both talked about this previously. When we did movie dudes, and uh, we we both liked this film. Uh, yeah. We're good. Uh, no, so, I, do. I still do. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't sure how, how, how you came out of it on this. Um, no, it's pretty much the same. But uh, yeah, simple story. You know, uh, a group of kids off to see a concert, traveling through Texas. Which that's a bit of a change. From the original, the original, they were like going to this house that one of them inherited, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, this is just they're just traveling through. They're just trying, yeah, they're, they're, they're not, they're not like putting themselves into the, you know, in the original. They're like they end up like that house ends up being next to the the Sawyer property, and this just happens. They're just on their way. Happenstance, they come across yeah. uh, a a woman who is walking in the middle of the street. They almost hit her. They rescue her, put her in the truck, and and uh, as they're nearing where, uh, nearing this town, uh, she kind of flips out and shoots herself. Yeah, which is this is like a, a spin on the hitchhiker scene from the original. That was a family member, like one of the bad guys. They pick mm-hmm. up and he freaks them out. So you're like wondering here, like you because you, you, you know this is a remake. You're thinking, oh, this is. One of this them, but no, yeah. it's not it's some victim that like escaped and is so traumatized, she's just gonna blow her brains out instead of. And that's kind of like this movie announcing itself that it's gonna be extreme, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because it's gross, it, yeah. like, it's like straight off the bat. Like, there's a fuck, there's brain matter that like falls onto uh, the, some of the other people in there, like, they're vomiting all over. It, it is gross, uh, like immediately thrusts the our main characters like into like this nightmare scenario that they have to deal with where they're just like yeah dead body like they like reasonably gets them stuck in this area because they're like we gotta report this right like right you can't just be traveling around with the dead you can't just throw a dead body out of your your van that now has a giant bloody hole in it um you, you you can't do that and they're all you know a little bit freaked out as well because evidently they made a detour prior to that, picked up some weed that they're going to sell. That not all of them were, were in on that, but you know, it's there. They're, you know, their possibility of being arrested for, for drug trafficking or marijuana. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
I don't know. So I, I wrote some notes here. That the the film kind of kicks off. It's the plane Sweet Home Alabama as they're driving down the uh, the highway here. Um, but it, it flashes on screen that the film's in 1973. <laughs> this just stuck in my head because uh, Sweet, not Sweet Home really. Alabama released in 1974. Yeah, um, that's close enough. And, and and the album came out in 1974. So it was their, their second album, second Leonard Skinner album. Um, and these guys are traveling to a concert in Dallas to see them. And so it's just like it's 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 like super nitpicky, but I was like, that doesn't line up. Like it's, to me, a, within a year, it's fine. You're fudging the numbers a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it works. Right? Like seventies were haze. It's fine. like they're they they make a. It's like oh, I hope they play Freebird. Like and like yeah. I understand that that's like the other song everybody knows from Leonard. Yeah. Skinner. it's like yeah. Sweet Home Alabama and Free Freebird does not work as a driving song. Like they're trying to have like an upbeat mood. Like these are a bunch of kids off for a party. Sweet Home Alabama works for that. Freebird not so much. So good, good song choice. Just <laughs> funny with the dates. Um, yeah, like it's just that uh, it's kind of like fun right from the beginning, and then immediately shit goes wrong with this lady walking in the road. A couple minutes after that, she kills herself. Bad shit's gone down, right? Like <laughs> from the start. And they're trying to get in touch with the police, and and that's not kind of working out. Um, so they they end up somewhere outside the the Sawyer house, and uh, they ask to use the phone. The creepy grandpa uh, only lets her in, and he is a, a creepy leery motherfucker. Uh, lets in. Know, uh, I don't know got, for what, for, what, for whatever reason. They're not the Sawyers in this. They're the Hewitts. Oh, yeah. Correct. I don't know why. They're the Hewitts, yes. I but don't the, know why they changed it. Yeah. But the house... Man, if this is a real house, what the fuck is this house? It fucking looks like a mental institution. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, wild I, in really there. Really weird. Like, the outside of it. Like, the like the pillars and the... Uh, I mean, it, so it, it is... so cold. And I, yeah. Who would have a house like that? It looks weird. Just, just out in the middle of nowhere, too, right? It like, must be real, too. I guarantee you they, like, found this house. They're like, this is perfect. Oh, sure. Like, the weird shit happens, right? People get money. They get oil money. They build a weird yeah. house. Like, oh, this is this is what I want. Like, this kind of plantation-type house. And um, they do a great job of, of making this nasty kind of looking, looking place. Um... It takes a little while from there after that, after that first murder, the, not the murder, the suicide, um, before things kind of kind of get moving. Uh, but uh, you know, Aaron makes phone call, call the cops, tell them where they're going to be. Cops say like you should, you need to be here. They're still kind of waiting around uh, for for that, and. Um, they end up having to go back to the house uh, for for whatever reason, and that that's when uh, Kemper, her boyfriend, um, the the first kill kind of happens there. Uh, door opens. Uh, he he's kind of like wandering around the house. We kind of do the kind of the first kill from Texas Chainsaw, like the original, like where it's like he gets dragged into a room. Yeah, yeah, I I really like how this all plays out, though, right? He's like kind of like following along, like seeing like what what is this? And he sees like this toy on the ground. He bends down to pick it up, and and that's when like Leatherface grabs him. And I just thought the editing on that was 
fucking fantastic. It's like, yeah. uh, you see this cartoon that's just uh, kind of playing on the screen, and uh, he like kind of looks up, and that's when he gets grabbed, and you see like a little bit of a struggle, and then there's this blood splatter, and it it goes back, and there's this stunned cartoon character on the screen, like just the way that like the editing on that just perfect. It doesn't get me like the original though, with the way. The original is like so slow, and then all of a sudden, bam, he slams that metal yeah. door. Like, oh my god, that fucking gets me. But uh, Kemper, by the way, was like, uh, he was big for me at the time because he was a major character in Six Feet Under, right at the same time as this this came out. Okay, Eric, uh, Eric Belfour. Yep. yep. Nice. Um. So yeah, he's he's the first kill of it. Then we meet the sadistic cop. Uh, you know, we know as people who've seen Texas Chainsaw what's going on, but like these poor kids have no idea what they're like kind of lining up with. And the cop is asking all these questions, making them wrap up the body in uh, in like saran wrap, and it's all pretty uh, fucked up, dude. He like tells them that he used to love getting these doing these jobs because he gave him cop himself a little feel on the corpses and he does it as he <laughs> says this so is Arlie Arlie Ermy by the way who passed away a couple of years ago but everyone knows from Full Metal Jacket and you know if you know the kind of intense character he played in that that's what he's doing here like it's just like I don't know to me he's like when I don't see this movie for a while, like five, ten years, like the thing I remember is Arlie Ermy just being like fucking creeping you out. You're just like, what the fuck, dude? This cop is fucking Oh, he he's phenomenal. And like yeah. so like he's he's a little creepy early on, right? But like we really don't get to see how sadistic he is until it circles back um when uh, to to the car uh where uh you know, he starts interviewing um, the other guy and Aaron and, and Morgan. Uh, no, Morgan is the uh, the dorky guy. Um, and Aaron and, and this other girl, who I can't think of her name. Uh, but before that, I guess they, they sneak back into the house, right? Like, uh, so they, they notice that Kemper's missing. She distracts the guy in the wheelchair, the grandpa guy. Yeah. Right. And then he goes in, he goes looking. Yep. Yeah. So at, at that point, um, Andy goes in and starts looking for, for Kemper. And uh, that's when like bad shit starts happening. That that's where we kind of like where Leatherface comes in as we know that the rest of the people know he exists. He grabs Andy uh, puts him on like a fucking meat hook or something. Super gross. Is he the guy that he chases through the clotheslines? Like, yes, in- so he's chasing I- him out of the house and he chops his yeah. leg off. I wanted to touch on that because that's kind of like an iconic, iconic scene from this movie. Like, just the, the shot of him like fucking ripping through fucking clothes off the dry, you know? Like, uh, yeah, and he hangs him up. The shit with the dudes on the hook in, in this is just like a lot. And he puts yeah. salt on the stump. Yeah, because it's like he's bleeding. So like, and he like, what what you kind of get here is that uh, Leatherface is not like this dumb motherfucker, right? Like, he he understands what he's doing. He's a butcher, 
Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And he is salting his meat. Uh, it's gross. But yeah, he grabs this, and like the guy is still like, I mean, he's he's injured. He's on a fucking meat hook hanging by probably the back of his uh, shoulder blades. Um, but he's still conscious, and then he just gets all this salt poured into where his leg was chopped off. I don't know what it is, but the original and this, the people on the meat hook, it like freaks me out. And like this one, the first time I saw it, freaked me out, especially because like of him trying to pull himself off of it. Oh, yep. yep. And then falling. It's just, this is like some pretty brutal nihilistic horror. Like, yeah, and it's very effective. Like, <laughs> it's like, this is like mean and cringing. Like, it, it's not like, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's a, we has take that word cringe has taken on it's a not, different it's like a, uh, it's term, out of the TikTok or, or like the Gen Z version. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, it's uh, like, like, cringing. Yes, like, this is, this is brutally painful and I don't really want to watch it, but I'm stuck here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it is. Uh, brutal. They they do multiple stuff with with the uh, the hook because like they'll they'll come back to Andy hanging on the hook uh, a little bit later. Um, so Andy's been caught. Aaron makes it back to the van, and they they try to run off. Uh, but for the van won't start or whatever, and that's that's when we come across the the cop. He's back. And yeah, he is, he fucking, is a dick. Dude, some fucking wild shit in this. The fucking, him forcing uh, the the dorky guy. To, yeah, Morgan. He like forces <laughs> him to recreate the suicide inside the van, including forcing him to sit exactly where she was, where her like teeth and like brain tissue is. Yep. Slide it over. And just like keeps like ripping into him. Like, no, I need to see it. What did she do next? And he yeah. put the gun into his mouth and then like, what did she do next? Like, he's like and then he's like, she, she shot herself. It's like, what you, you are not doing that. Your finger is not on the trigger. <laughs> At some point I tell this guy, go fuck himself. I mean, I understand he has a gun and everything, but. At some point, it's time to fight back. Also, by the way, like I'm, I mean, I'm sure this is kind of pretty obvious, but maybe not. Like, do you remember the beginning, like the, the prequel sequel to this? Yes, he's not a cop. Like this guy just like he killed some cop and becomes think, like, yeah, like, himself he just, cop. Yeah. He just takes the fucking car and the uniform. Hundred percent checks out. Yeah, makes yeah. sense, right? Like, I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of cops probably like him. I don't know. I'm not trying to get all political here, but uh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean that that kind of checks out though, because uh, we we get to see a little bit more than just the house in this film. Um, you know, after they they kind of run away here, so um, Morgan gets gets uh, he gets taken away by the cop. Um, out out to a field, and then Leatherface comes and is gonna. He starts ripping apart the van with chainsaw. Pretty cool, yeah, um, yeah. S- like you know, Leatherface is brutal in this, and he's scary. Like he's yeah. always been scary, but like this is it's like a defensive lineman 
But uh, it's something with this and uh, this Bulls Friday 13th remake. They're not fucking around. Like these guys no. are not playing. Yeah. 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 Shoot. Like, I mean, they're, and, and I think that makes them scarier too. I right? like, like I, I like it. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the other girl, she gets, she gets kind of clipped with the chainsaw, goes down. And uh, Jessica Beale's character, Aaron, is, is trying to get away. And Leatherface turns towards her. Um, Oh, and, great and, shot. Great shot. And yeah, and Kemper's face it's is like, the mask. They did such a good job making the the face mask of this. Because, like, you could tell, you could tell it's uh, what's Balfour. Yeah. I like, guess like that actor's it's like, his face. Yeah. You can tell, yeah. It's, it's very obvious. And you can tell it's fresh. I don't know where it goes because later in the movie, like, it's, he's not wearing that. Yeah. No. But, but, but it's like, it's just awesome. a great shot. It's awesome. Just, yeah. And chilling. Like, yeah, it's like because it's terrifying, right? Like you look over and there's this beast of a man with a chainsaw, and he turns and looks at you with the face of your boyfriend that you know is dead. Yeah, like but clearly you know is dead because this guy is wearing his face, like terrifying. Um, and then that that starts like a chase through kind of like the, the wooded area, and she ends up in this like trailer park area with these creepy women. um and and you know we get a little bit of uh backstory on one leather face he's just the boy that wants to be left alone he's got skin disease yeah and and you do get some shots of his face in this he's got kind of got like no nose yeah and it's like i i don't mind like i kind of like how they like you know gave a little bit of it's a little bit like a little flavor not like that leather face 2017 where you're getting his high school origin story right but Fucking, it's just like a little flavor, like a little. Oh yeah, like he, you know, he has this you know, skin disease, and he just, and, he just wants to, he just wants to be left alone. He'll leave you alone, and like I, I do like that. Here. I do like that, but it's little weird little aside here. I do think that this movie removes some of the motivation from them that is in the original, though. It's like it's weird that you get this backstory about Leatherface, but you get nothing about him in the original. But in the original, you kind of understand that it's this family that is like poor, and they're like basically doing it for food, like yes, because because they they got like shut out of the you know because of technology and whatnot, they got pushed out of this this industry. Uh, like that one had more of a political bent to it, and here it's just like I, I don't mind the Leatherface stuff. But I wish they kind of kept in something about like why the family was like this. Yeah, because it's just like the family is just sadistic to be sadistic. Like they run a fucking like meatpacking plant, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's not they're not poor in the the sense like they're they're you know morally poor, but yeah, they aren't. Like they they could have whatever they want. They just choose to live this way and and be brutal to you know outsiders that that stray. And like that is something that is. You get some some uh you know flavor shots of that of like abandoned cars and uh yeah. there's I think there's a drawer full of like IDs and stuff so like you get you get this idea that they've been capturing wayward travelers kidnapping you know them torturing them um you know, keeping their kids or whatever uh, and, and like, converting this weird town yeah like in the original like. 
you know, that political part, like the motivation for why they're doing it, is a very small thing, but it's in there. Like it's in the text. And here it's just, there's just, there's just, they're just these, doing it. These they're, are just mean people yeah, because yeah. they're, they're mean. So I, I kind of, I kind of do miss though, that little part where you could write a college paper on, you know, why, why they're, uh, why they're yeah, doing sure. it. Yeah, there's, there's no, you're not writing a college paper. This is kind of like, it's, it's pretty like blunt brutal. in what it is. Well, you could write, I think, one college paper on this. Maybe, I don't know, not even a paper, but it's an idea. I'll touch on it at the end. I'm not the first person to say this, but go ahead. Um. So, yeah, then they, they kind of, uh, they, they capture her. She she gets drugged by these, these two women there. Um, there's a great line here where, uh, you know, Aaron kind of realizes she's being drugged she gets up and stumbles through the, the trailer and she sees a picture of like uh, a baby and the, I think it's the girl that they picked up on the side of the road yeah it's like her like they realize her whole family's been killed yeah and, and, and she, she stumbles in to where this baby's crying uh, she like screams out you stole her and then it cuts to black like uh, just, I, I thought that was great. Like, cause then Ooh. next time she wakes up, she's like in the, you know, the Hewitt's house. Um, and, and there's something I'm think that I feel is missing is like, you don't get the dinner scene here. Um, yeah. You think you're going to get it right here. Right. right like, like, yeah. So I'm like, here it's coming. Like I, I haven't seen this in a while. And I was like, Oh, it's coming up. It's like, no, I'm confusing that with the original. And instead she gets thrown into the basement uh, she tries to help Andy, who's still on the meat hook, instead has to to kill him um, because he, he knows he's oh, not going to escape. Yes, yeah, very, like very bleak. bleak. I mean, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you're original, it should be bleak. But yes. Like, ah, God, this is, like, this is a tough one. I guess it's fun and entertaining, but also, to me, this is like, one, this is a kind of a tough movie to watch, to be honest with you. But anyways. It is, uh, although I do think that like one, once, once she kills Andy, it, then it kind of becomes like straight fun from there. Like it becomes the cat and mouse chase between the slasher and the final girl, right? Yes, because like it's very weird for me because I know that you like love this part of the movie, and, this and is like part you dislike. No, I don't dislike it, but like it, it is like. When I was a kid growing up, that was like my thing. Like I would fast forward to that part in Halloween. I would fast forward fast forward that part in Friday Thirteenth Two or whatever, right? But for whatever reason, the that section of this movie, like I always forget what happens. It's just like a blur. Like it's just like so. Every time I get to it, I'm like, all right, what's gonna happen now? And like so. There's a lot going on here. Like, I'm not. I, I'm not saying as a good or bad thing. It's just like I always forget what happens here. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on. They end up in a house. Uh, like, well, she rescues her friend Morgan, uh, who's been kind of uh, drugged and put into a, an ice bath. Um, I guess to preserve his meat as well. And they 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 start escaping. This little kid helps them escape. I'm not really sure why. Like that that doesn't really just, stick out. He, I, I, I'm assuming he's part of the family, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Like, because they they yell at him. They're like, yeah. "Oh, you get in, get in here, boy, or whatever." Oh, uh, you're not allowed inside because yeah. I know what you did. Um, he's a good kid. He like at the yeah. beginning when they talk to him, he's like, he's at home getting drunk, talking about the, the sheriff, quote unquote sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
so yeah, they they escape. They're now running, and then now it just becomes like that that chase sequence. It's like the the last half hours, basically just a big chase sequence with Leatherface, uh, um, chasing Aaron, and and for for a portion of it, Morgan. Um, I think it's it's just terrifyingly fun. Uh, Leatherface is a fucking track star in this. We we kind of already <laughs> talked about, this, but man, he is fucking fast. Like he is like he is a a football star that is moving down on you like terrifying and he's carrying probably what like a 40 pound uh chainsaw at the time like nightmarish um they end up in this uh this like little shack where they have to split up morgan hides in in a closet and jessica beale is hiding like in this like little crevice and these rats are crawling on them and um they do it they, they do the hook thing again Morgan ends up being like hooked, uh, like pinned against a chandelier type thing. Yeah, like hey, he hangs him on a yeah. chandelier, but by, by his wrist, like I think. Tied yeah, up. yeah, because he, he, cu- he, like, he cuts him in half. He saws him from the crotch up, dude. Yeah, yeah, gross. Uh, they do cut away from that, at least the, the yeah, version I watched. Yeah, uh, sure. So it wasn't like super gory, but it's enough that it's like, ah, it's like, oh, that's that's that made me cringe a little bit again. Um, and, and then it's kind of like this, this whole thing where Jessica Beale is now running around and they keep putting her in all these wet, cold, gross environments. She's wearing this like white tank. Her boobs are phenomenal looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here, where you're going with yeah. it's just like, I mean, it's it's great. On purpose. Yeah. It is, knows. Yeah. It, it knows what they got with Jessica Beale there. And it's like, we are going to highlight it with this, this white tank top. Um, the, she, she kind of gets chased uh, through the meatpacking plant. Um, she ends up hiding in like this lot, like these lockers in this locker room. And I had, a, uh, I had completely forgotten that she hacks off his arm. I asked, um, I asked Melissa, do you think you could hack off a, an arm with a meat cleaver? And she says, if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> she takes it off pretty easily. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you could. You, I yeah. mean, it, it's designed to cut meat, right? Yeah. Like, it is designed to that. hack at, at meat. Um, it, it's, it's a fun sequence. It's not believable at all. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, then Leatherface is kind of mostly sidelined from that point out she she's escaped for all intents and purposes she well, ends up back at the gas station yeah when she cuts off his arm is that when he falls to the ground and the the chainsaw's like spinning around yep yeah, and he tries to pick great, it up great and, shot yeah, great shot i really love cool. i love the chainsaw spinning around in the blood yeah it's really cool yeah. um like there's a lot of really good shots here. I mean, it, I think people criticized it for being like this green kind of dark green brown film. I mean, it looks it looks of that era, and it does have like it's almost like a sepia tone or something. We're doing like we're doing some sort of filter to make it feel like the '70s or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's supposed honestly, to feel. I think it's a good looking movie. Like, I yeah, like, yeah. I I like the look of it. I mean doesn't doesn't hurt that Jessica Biel looks phenomenal in this film. I like the and, look of her. She's in a lot of it, so uh but I think like Leatherface looks good. Uh the the ending of it, you know, with with uh Aaron kind of she flags down a trucker and and then it's a great callback to that opening opening sequence with the uh, the other girl, right? Like where 
she's like, oh, no, I got We got to get out of here. You know, I'm being chased. And he doesn't quite understand what's going on. So he's like, you know, calm, you know, calm down. We're, we're moving in. And they're, they're pulling into to, town. He goes to the gas station. Yeah. And she's just like flipping the fuck out. And it's it's uh, exactly right like what happened with that original girl. Uh, but she doesn't pull a gun and, and shoot herself. Uh, she gets out of the truck. Shit goes down from there. Uh, and and then it's a, a good sequence of watching uh, Aaron hotwire car, which we've already touched on. They've, they've shown that she knows how to do that previously in the film. Um, so they're, they're doing that. And the cop, uh, there's like this shots of the cop kind of moving around the truck. So it's implied that she is in the truck, right? And she's trying to hotwire the truck, but she's not. She's in the cop car. And she runs the motherfucker over, yeah, backs over him, yeah, runs yeah. over him again, um, and then heads out of town uh, with one armed Leatherface. Then makes a final appearance, like clipping the car with the chainsaw. But they kind of get out of the, there. And she's got the baby. Yeah, she she stole, stole the baby out of there for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the baby wasn't part of them. Like I don't know. Like I think I mean, like, you go get to I mean, safety. Saving someone who she can, but I'm like, how did she get in there and grab the baby? Right, like she doesn't know like this gas station, right? Like they're all out front, sure, but she's able to sneak in, steal the baby, get to the car. Like I don't know, it, w- it was unnecessary. Although it does like when the the not mom comes back in, she's like, the baby's gone. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It does create like a nice shot of, you know, after uh, Leatherface kind of like hits the car, she's driving along and looks down at the kid and like the kids there smiling like um, and then it then it cuts back to kind of the beginning of the film, which I think we, we didn't really touch on is that they like, oh, this is a true story. Um, they do like the scroll from the original, but it's not a scroll. It's someone narrating and they're like, oh, we have this crime scene footage right right and then and they show that it. yeah and so, it's basically a found footage ending tacked on which i i mean it, i think it's aged like sour milk it's not great yeah it's uh, like a, it's dude, not necessary like i think you could just leave it with aaron driving away with a sure. kid it's just like my problem with it is and it's because it's we're like you know three years out from their wish project or whatever but it's the, the standard like found footage ending back in the day was someone gets hit, you see something kind of scary, and the camera falls on the ground, and that's exactly what we get here. Hundred like percent. Yep. This cop is like, you know, going through, you know, going through the residence and and Leatherface. You get like a you know weird, crazy shot of Leatherface, and and I just I'm not a fan of it just because it, it just feels like oh we gotta somehow make this relevant for the times it's like no you're you're kind of entering a new era here you just don't know it yeah uh, but uh i mean it's not like a it's not like a deal breaker or anything it's just i just i, I watching it this time, i'm like yeah come on it's, you know not, it's not, problem, not necessary you know what my problem is is like the final shot of the original is so one of the best final shots of all time it's like her just getting away uh, in the back of that pickup, and Leatherface just runs out, and he's fucking doing the dance, and right as he's mid-dance with the sun in the background, like right in the middle of a move, it just cuts to black. 
that's how you fucking end a movie. Like, right in the middle of an action, you cut. And here, I mean, you get kind of here, but this this found um, interesting. Not a fan. Anyways. Yeah, it's, it's not necessary. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't. What's weird is because, like, the, the sequel to this is that prequel, Texas Chainsaw yeah. at the beginning. So they don't even, like, follow up on, like, what happened to Leatherface here. Like, that never happens. So, um, which, you know, whatever. It doesn't need to. But, like, they, they kind of build it up to, oh, it's going to have a sequel. And it, not really. You got the 2022 one. I told you. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a thing that happened, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I mean, I really still enjoy this film. I think it works really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't have doesn't have maybe the political bite that the original has. I think the political thing angle in the original is like it's a thing that's there. Like it's at least there. It's not like a huge thing. But I also don't think this has for as vicious as this is. Like the the original to me is like one of the best horror films of all time. And sure. Touched. Um, but this is pretty good modern redo. You know. I mean, in terms of like the other Texas Chainsaw films, like this is great. Yeah, a lot <laughs> like, of bad ones, and this is definitely up there as one of the better ones. Um, uh, you want me to give my final yeah, thought? Yeah, well, you, I just, I kind of wanted to know, like you said, maybe there's a paper you could write about this. Um, oh, it's kind of in my some of my final thoughts here. Uh, I mean, the movie is like incredibly mean and nihilistic, and yes. like very bleak, right? And I'm not the first person to say this, and this is kind of a theory: is that like this era, which kicked off with like this and Hostile and stuff, is, was a response to 9/11. Like, like horror had to keep up Angry. with reality. Well, horror had to keep up with reality. You watched people die on TV. You watched people jump to their death. Like, you saw the most shocking thing you could ever possibly see. In real life, yeah, how does yeah. top that? Well, it just goes as hard as it fucking can, and it did for like a decade there. And I think there is, there's something to that because the 2000s horror was so balls to the wall, dude. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean they're like this hostile saw. Yeah, um, it's just, it, it's like it, we're really gonna try to shock you because they knew we were already shocked. We were like in shock at what we had just seen. You know. I, I think that it's a good point. I think it's, I, I know this isn't maybe your, your favorite era of horror and it's not mine either, but I have a, a soft spot for sure. this. It's like, it is, it is a super gory era of film. Um, that like just was wild. I think you said like, it, it, they just went all out and, um, I have like a weird nostalgia for it. Cause it was like, you know, I'm I'm at this point I'm an adult. Like nobody's stopping me from going to see these films, but it's like that they, they also had fucking people checking ID at my theater <laughs> yeah. for films like this. And it's like that never happened before. And it's like that was where you felt like you were seeing something like profane. Like I mean and like I said at the top of this, like I love the more sophisticated horror that we kind of like is the trend now, like the yeah. the A twenty four horror. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like I love mm-hmm. that shit. I wish we still had some more of this though, like, a little more. Just a bunch of schlocky yeah, horror, right. like, but but with a little bit of bite to it. Like I think yeah, this yeah. film has some, but like it's not just 
it's not just gore for gore's sake, which I think was a problem with Hostile, right? Um, uh, Hostile scared me too. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly, like, I, it kind of did. Hostile has a, a nasty political messaging yeah. underneath it too, but uh, I think that's more just like I'm going to gross you out to gross you the fuck out, and I, I think that's part of his I, problem with that. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock Hostile. I think there's something to that first one and the second one. Um, yeah, but both both are interesting films. Yeah, so I like this era a lot too. I wish there was a little bit more of that attitude still around. Yeah, uh, this movie—it's it's, like I said mean and nihilistic and and bleak, and that's what Texas Chainsaw should be. Um, I, you know, it, it's really hard to redo one of the best horror films ever made. They did a great job, so I'm gonna give it eight. Ah, yeah, that's that's uh, the score I am at as well. Uh, I do think that, like, yeah, it, I'm with you. It's mean, it's nihilistic, um, but I also really think that, like, it is a fun film. Like that, especially yeah, I, the I, back half of it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it is. I don't... Not- it is not I don't mean. find it as fun. <laughs> You're like that all. I, no, guess. I, no, I, 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 I think it's. I think it's really kind of like unsettling, and yeah, sure. I never remember the back half because of the stuff that happens in the first half is so disturbing for with for me. Like that's what sticks with me. Like sure. the, the the mover teeth aside, so you can sit down. Like, oh. like I guess that's kind of in the back half, but like I don't remember the fun chase, cat and mouse chase at the end because like I'm so. The things that stick with me are like disturbing things, like wrapping her with head with the saran wrap and stuff like that. Like that's I think, that, I think that like that that juxtaposition of like all that mean nihilistic stuff that that's happening, and, and it is that stuff sticks with you. It's gross. Yeah. It's it's terrifying. It's unsettling. And then for me, it is like that that half hour of just like cathartic release. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's like another film here. And I, I hate this film, Martyrs. Um, which <laughs> yeah. is, you know, French, you know, extreme horror that lots of people love martyrs. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that film is just like mean, nihilistic all the way through. Yeah. Uh, there is no release. Like, it's, it's just, yeah. uh, like this for me, it's like this ha- last half hour of just watching Jessica Biel run around, um, and, and be chased and ultimately like get, get one up on, on these fuckers. Yeah. Uh, it's like it, it gives me that. Ooh, that felt good. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, super. I, I really like it. As I said, like you know, my score is the same as yours. Uh, it's it's an eight. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm good glad. for remaking like a ten out of ten movie. Cool. Yeah, I, I know we are we are at the high end of of that. There's a lot of people that don't like this film, but uh, I, I think they're fucking wrong. <laughs> It's uh, it's generally liked. Put it that way. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. All right. So, six years after Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Marcus Nispel <laughs> returns with uh, a remake reboot of Friday the Thirteenth, a franchise near and dear to your heart. Uh, <laughs> And uh, one I've, I was not my favorite uh, series. I was more of a, I think I was always more of a Halloween 
person, but then I think I, I had Freddy above it for, for quite some time. I think I've come around. I think uh, Friday the 13th has more it's, consistent, better films. It's just, they're all so much fun. Like, they're just they're just dumb slasher movies. Like, yes. Nightmare on Elm Street had, like, such a great concept. The first one's so good, but then it's like, they're all interesting, and, you know, I love, you know, I like part two, but for me, it's like even more than Halloween, Friday the 13th is just like, it's just the purest example of the genre. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. It does. It's, it is super simple, right? Like it is. Yeah. It, we're going to take these, we're going to take a group of people, kids in most cases, and put them in a location. And then we're going to unleash hell on them. Um, and that hell is like just a hockey mask, uh, machete wielding nightmare uh, that this just comes out of out of nowhere and will kill you in the the goofiest, goriest ways possible. <laughs> and uh, so, so by now though, like Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, it, it's been a while. It's kind of died off. Like the whole genre died off, but like it died off with it. Like. Yeah, so like the you know at at this point in time, um, uh, it had been almost a decade since since the last proper Friday Thirteenth movie, uh, which would be Jason X, which was early in two thousand. It was two thousand two. It was a decade before that that you got Jason goes out. Like it would yeah. really, it was over. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, so like you know, good time. To kind of uh, reboot, go back to basics, and and just put some kids in in the woods and and have Jason kill them. Did you know a young boy drowned here? He was my son, and today is his birthday. <laughs> You won't believe my parents' cabin. Here we are. sister she's gone missing have you seen her jane missing she's dead people go missing around here they're gone for good
Jason, and today is his birthday. And th- this film just starts hard, <laughs> right? Like it, it does, it does exactly what it needs to do. It it sets up who these kids are, like what they're doing, uh, you know, and then puts them in in in, in tents out in the woods. We know what they're there for. They're they're there to to fuck, to get high, get drunk, and just have generally a good time. Um, and they just happen to do it on Jason's doorstep, like the edge of you know, Camp Crystal Lake. Um, and uh, yeah, like from from there, it starts out like you know, it's just fun, like immediately fun. You got these these two guys talking. One guy's droning on and on and on about who the fuck knows, and this this guy's girlfriend is behind the guy droning on, and she's just like taking her top off, <laughs> and, like smearing baby. Like it's like this. We're just going for it immediately. Um, <laughs> some good fun dialogue early on. Like it's like you got to go. <laughs> Oh, why? Because because I might learn something. though. like you gotta go. <laughs> like, You're talking about when the the one guy's trying to fuck the one yeah, girl at the campfire. Yeah, yep. and like so, like this guy's just droning on about bullshit. And it uh, kind of, I wrote this part down in my notes too because it's just, I don't feel you get this anymore. Like, not you at really, all. like it, it, she's just taking her top top off and showing her tits, like. And I don't know that you got it at the time. I think that this was some of this movie, like the movie, it, I think you called it the greatest hits package of Friday the 13th. It's, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is what these movies were. Like, we're going to do that. We're just going to do it. Uh, like, they don't comment on it. Like, they don't, oh, there's no line where it's like, in movies nowadays, or nowadays, you never see tits. There's no like line like that. No, it's, it's just no, like we're this. Just doing it. We're just yeah. going to do Thing. We're we're just gonna go and um and, and I and I I said that about about this film and I I fully believe that it it feels like a greatest hits package of Friday Thirteenth, but mm. um like I didn't feel that the first time I watched it like it just felt natural uh, yeah. wa- watching it now and having like rewatched the entire series multiple times since then uh, it definitely feels like it's like holy shit like he just picked like the coolest scenes from the series and, and yeah. tied them here but um yeah like we, we get a, a pretty pretty mediocre kill early on um you know, with with that that dorky guy um and then uh then then Jason starts stalking uh we, we get some some sex going on in a tent uh we we get doggy style like fucking... yeah like, yeah. it, I don't know. Again, it's like you know we're doing hardcore sex. Yeah, like yeah. like it's not not like oh like we're you know just under like no we're going at it like yeah we're showing you what you want here, and it's like oh like shit like that that creepy guy is outside he's watching us fuck so like no you you better and like she makes a comment like um. Like, so, oh, like he can just watch. It's like if you if you want to like if you want to finish, you best go out there and, and and check and see what's going on. Uh, so so he goes out, checks. He ends up, uh, you know, getting fucked up. Steps in a bear trap. 
Um, and it's, it's pretty brutal. Like it is, it is gory. Um, and then Jason kind of moves up on her in, in well, he doesn't step in the, he doesn't step in that immediately. Right. He wa- he wanders out and finds his buddy yeah. dead in the woods. And when he comes back, he sees his girlfriend tied up in the sleeping yeah, bag above the okay. fire. Oh, All right. so brutal. Something I got, like, again, because it's doing greatest hits package, but it's like, uh, how can we make this mean? How can we make, like, because, like, there's a very famous sleeping bag kill in the series that even Jason X, like, jokes about. Yeah. But here it's not a joke, and it's like, it's brutal. It, you know, he hangs her in the sleeping bag above fire. Like it's 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 scary. Like it's terrifying. Yeah, and that's something that throughout this entire film, I think just resonated is Jason is terrifying. He's so I love him because like he's so no bullshit, Jason in this. Like he's just like I'm gonna kill you. Like he, you know, he's like shooting arrows at people. He's fucking he like. This is the Jason that runs, like in part four, Jason, where he mm-hmm. runs, he fucking runs. He'll chase you down. He's gonna come get you with his fucking machete. Like it's not. This is, there's no playfulness to this. It's just like you stepped into my territory. I'm and I'm hunting you. He's like a hunter in this, and he's just fucking brutal. Like, and I I love it. Like, <laughs> I really do. So like that guy, uh, he watches his girlfriend basically like. Uh, roast to death over a fire as as his foot is caught in a uh, in a bear trap um the other two they're wandering around and and you don't realize early on it's like how is jason moving yeah yeah so fast between things and and you don't really realize cuz like i you mean he does that it. Right. Yeah, but, you don't think well, about it because he does that in all the movies. He does that in all the movies, but they actually logically connect it um, yeah. later in the film, it. and it's nice. They don't, they, they don't ever say it. They don't right? ever say it, but they show yeah, yeah. like they well they they show aspects of, of it and and him popping out of like uh, out of like, like hatches doors, and shit, yeah. and it's like it's neat. Like it's a yeah. really cool concept for how how they deal with that. There's people who hate that, and I don't. I don't understand why you'd hate that. I think that's great. Like it's a great idea. Yeah, so one, it 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 paints Jason as like he is real. Like yeah, he's yeah. he's real in this film. Right. He's, Imag- he's, he's not magically hopping around the map, right? He fucking um, has tunnels. Yeah, he has tunnels. There's mine underneath here, which makes like I mean, I mean, I don't know if it makes sense, but you know, there, there's a there's a mine. It's better than he's magical. Right, that he can just like move all the way across the camp in in the yeah. blink of an eye. Like no, like he's able to to move from here to to another part of the camp pretty quickly, not not immediately. And some of it's you know just good editing. Um, but yeah, he goes, he finds these other two people there. He herds the one girl back, and uh, they end up killing the guy at the bear trap. And then it cuts. Like we we got kind of get a, a time jump to a new group of kids. Like this is just. That was just the intro. That was just like, hey, remember Friday the yeah. 13th? This is what it was, right? Like, this is what you remember it. Like, it, and I think that's is, what it does really good. It is a great, like, cold open. Like, one of the great cold opens of all time. Because it goes for 25 minutes. You think these are the main characters. Yeah. And he, he ends up killing them all. By the way, the guy that, like, 
is fucking the girl in the tent and he gets he goes out. Mm-hmm. When Jason comes after him, he fucking like buries the hatchet in his head or buries the uh, machete in his head. Amazing practical dummy head effect. Like it's it's just really fucking awesome looking. Yes. Um I guess the other thing to note of this, I think you skipped over, is like in the opening credits we get Friday thirteenth part one. <laughs> like it's like we get the setup yeah, of, yeah. Like, uh, of who Jason is, you know, like the whole back lore, like backstory and lore with his mom and, and all that. It's like like you see his mom beheaded in the opening credits. Like uh, Yeah, they, they do the entirety of uh a Friday the Thirteenth Part One and like kind of like a three minute yeah like flashback yeah. sequence, which is really good. It it um plays into things later in the film. Um, and you know, they do be- explain it more around the campfire where like you get the backstory yep. of the, the 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 legend of Jason. So it's like even if that's confusing to you as someone who's never like let's say you never saw the original. Yeah, uh, they do explain it. They do explain it around the campfire. Like, oh, there was this guy, Jason, like blah blah blah. Anyways, yeah, it, I, I, yeah it's, I it's very well done. Uh very very smart way of like just we don't need to redo the entirety of one and like, you know, Jason's mom was the killer. So, like I love that first movie and I, I love that she is the she's the Jason in it, right? Um, but we don't need that here. Like we've we've had you know, at this point, what thirty years of Jason? Like, we we don't we don't need that going on. Um, give us like the the quick rundown and just <laughs> set us into a reboot immediately. This movie is one through four in an hour forty five. Like it like it goes yeah. to the first four movies basically. Like you get bad guy Jason, then after this, and you know like. Oh yeah, right. like, he, he is he is he is not wearing the the uh, hockey mask. In the uh, th- this opening kill section, um, he's wearing a bag like from, love, from two. I love bag cut Jason too. Yeah, um, and then then he's gonna get his mask not not too long after, and and that that comes up with a, you know, it, you do it's it's very very good observation that this is very much one through four, uh, uh, kind of all pinned in together really quickly, uh, done in an abbreviated version, but kind of giving you. And hitting all the high notes, and giving yeah. you a better context, and maybe the most terrifying Jason yeah, yeah. Um, going. Uh, we get a whole new group of kids, like uh, not not too too shortly after that. Um, you, you, we we meet Trent, who is maybe like the scummiest motherfucker in one of these films. Like he is so bad. Uh, I fucking hate Trent. <laughs> like one girl. Is like his girlfriend, right? That like ends up going off and helping Clay. Is yes. Like, okay, yep. Because right. I was like confused by it because of how instantly he disregards her. Um. But uh, yeah, then you also have Clay, who is not with this group of kids. He's looking for his sister, and he is the Rob character from the final chapter. And in, mm-hmm. in part four, there's a guy looking for his sister. Uh, he kind of like hooks up with Corey Feldman and, and Corey Feldman's sister. Uh, it's like that's that like again. It's like we're like kind of mashing together all of, the, in my opinion, like the best of the series was one through four, and we're kind of getting that all here. Uh, but yeah, you got so you got this Clay guy who is 
he like runs into them at the gas station, right? Like, yep. And, uh, and that's where we kind of we yeah. kind of get a look at all of all of the the new kids, um, and they're just like this awesome selection of like cliche characters, right? Like they are all very much like there there's no nuance to any of them it's like here's the dorky kid here's the black kid here's here's the asshole here's the slut here like they just kind of like line them all up and here they are uh you have the black guy calling everyone racist which could have became tiresome (laughs) and like whatever like but i think they handled it well because the second time you call someone racist she's telling she's like oh you know He's like, I want to start producing music. She's like, oh, you do some rap? And he's like, well, you gotta be racist like that, or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm producing rap. <laughs> like, they, they put, like, a fun little joke at the end. Of it. Yeah. yeah they, they do, like, they do a little bit more with it than just, like, you know, he's he's the black guy that's, that's gonna get killed. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, and so, like, you know, Clay runs into him there, and we, we immediately see Trent is as big an asshole as we thought he was when, when he exited the car. Yeah. Um, and you're not really sure where that's go. You know, they're going to meet up again, right? Like, yeah. but Clay leaves, uh, he, he, he heads out. Um, he gets the and, Rambo speech from a cop. Like you should move on. Yeah. Get out of town. <laughs> that was I, weird. How about that with the cop where, um, like, why is the cop so convinced that everything is fine? He's like, you need to move on. Like that. It's like, dude, a whole group of kids disappeared over here. <laughs> why are you so convinced everything's fine? And just because he's fine, I think he's on. He's on the track here. He, I think he fucking figured it out. I don't know. Like it's not he, just. It's not just one, right? Like it's not just these five. Yeah, kids it wasn't like one guy went missing in the woods. These entire group of kids mi- disappeared, and this cop's like, "Everything's fine." And and it's like, and then then we go, but Clay is like doing, he's knocking on doors, which I don't, I don't know how effective that would be. Like, have you seen my sister? Like, <laughs> okay, dude. Um, but like, anyway, he's he's knocking on these doors, and he knocks on this old lady's door, and uh, she kind of brings back a line from from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, where he's like, "Yo, I'm looking for." I'm I'm looking for my sister and and she's like she's dead. It's like that they're all dead. Like every anybody goes into those woods. Outsiders come in here, they die. <laughs> um, and he just wants to be left alone. <laughs> like, it's like oh shit! Like <laughs> this lady knows what's going on. The cops is like dumbass. Well, the cops thinks everything's fine. People go missing all the time, That's especially in my county. Perfectly normal. Um, uh, in in those kind of maneuvering around, going door to door, Clay comes across like this this uh, it's a barn type area. He interrupts a guy who is chopping like chipping some wood, and uh, that guy there is is kind of like lays down like how Jason is getting supplies and stuff like. No, you're not. You're not one of these people who've been stealing my kerosene, right? Like, um, and and like later on, like in in Jason's lair, like you know he's powering stuff with, you know, he has like kerosene lamps and shit. Like, so like he's the guy that's been doing it. Um, and that's also where Jason gets his uh, 
hockey mask at. What I love about that scene is the townie guy. He, he pulls off Jason's sack and he goes, that shit ain't right, dude. <laughs> so good. You do get a glimpse of Jason without his mask. He looks all fucked up. He, that shit ain't right, dude. And fucking Jason <laughs> slashes his throat. He goes to pick up the bag, like the sack head, whatever, and then he sees the, the hockey mask. Uh, which is, you know, I, I like that they did that because it's like a big thing that, like, I guess big fans of the series remember, but people can probably forget, like, Jason didn't always have the mask. And he got it from this, you know, he got it from Shelly in part three. And so they at least do, like, that beat of him finding the mask here. Yeah, and it's done, you know, quickly, yeah. you know, well off. Um, we get a... We get the rest of them. They're all at the this you know pot, Trent's posh house, which I don't know where they they're pinning Crystal Lake at in this one. It, uh, it'd be it, New Jersey. That, I, that, that's where Crystal Lake officially is. Yes, um, but like there's nowhere in New Jersey that would be like this. <laughs> like, um, but anyway, this guy like lives off Crystal Lake somewhere. Uh, but you have to drive to his boat for some reason. So, like, two of them head off to to the boat, and uh, he goes, "Oh, you can't, you can't drive the boat. Like, only I drive the boat." But of course, like that, you know, you know that the other dude's gonna. In fact, he even says it. He's like, "As soon as he told me not to drive the boat, I knew I was gonna be driving the boat." Um, and that puts these this guy and this this girl on on the lake, and we we get the arrow shot, which is a ton right. of. Fun. Yeah, it's. I just love that. Like, it's just there's no fucking around to it. Jason sees them, he fucking shoots them with an arrow, and then we get the girl swimming around in the water. Yeah, uh, like, that's great, right? Yeah. So like, she she falls off. She's like wakeboarding or something on the back of the uh, of the. She like falls. A music video of her water skiing. Yeah, and shit. it's yeah. great. No top. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's just like lots of boobs all over. Like Nispel really um, understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah, tons of boobs in this, and you get a boob shot in the kill here. Like the oh, kill yeah, is yeah. amazing because like she goes under the the what is it the pier. Yep, she's she's hiding under the pier, and it's it's an awesome kill. I love it <laughs> so much. Uh, he just sticks the uh, the machete down right through her skull, but then and lifts then it lifts her up, up and, like <laughs> bags on the like, top. You know, it's like he's trying to pull the machete out of her head, and like it pulls her out of the water too. Her head knocks against the pier, and he like lifts the machete out of that. But like as he lifts her up, you get a like, shot, like gratuitous boot shot. I'm sorry, like, it's just, it's just, that's just fun. That, that's just, yeah. we're having fun, you know? It's like, this guy gets it. This is exactly yeah. what you want out of a Friday the 13th film. Yeah. Um, and, and then, uh, and then, then like, nothing kind of happens for for a little bit while, like, then, you know, we, we got Clay. And and, yeah. Yeah, like we, we got the other smoking kids weed. back at the house smoking weed, playing beer pong, like you know, just just acting acting like kids. Um, and then you have a uh, Clay and I can't think of her name, Jenna. The hot chick. Yeah. Hot blonde. Uh, yeah, she's uh she's like kind of like with with not the Bree Bree's the hot blonde. Um, oh. She's she's the one that oh, fucks Clay, the, Clay uh, and uh, yeah, okay. and Jenna. They're they're out like they end up at the fucking camp. 
Like, yeah. Which, I don't know. They don't show the camp a lot in these movies, and and here you get it. Like, you get in part six, you get, in, like, little bits of air in there, but it's, like, to actually see the camp. Yeah, it's neat that, like, they're bringing it, like, for the most part, the location is not the camp for this film, but, like, they, they get it in there, it's, yeah. it's in just enough. It's like, you get a little bit of all the things that, like, I don't know, man, it's kind of like how it's Halloween 2018, like, touched on all the movies in a way, like, secretly, if you knew them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um... Get a get a good scene of like I don't know they're exploring inside one of the cabins or something, and uh, Clay's flashlight goes out, so he needs to replace the batteries, and they hear something coming in the woods. So they they kind of they go and hide because they 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 get a glimpse of it, and it looks like a, a giant motherfucker carrying a body, uh, which is exactly what it was. Uh, but they they go and hide. But Clay leaves his bag out there, which sets Jason off. Like now he's like shit. Like they're they're in my they're in my zone. Um. So he goes powers on the fucking camp. Um. And and then starts kind of like going into a rage over uh, everything. Uh. Which does set up like a weird position where Whitney, who is who Clay is looking for, his sister. She gets uh, she gets something out of Clay's bag that Jason brings back to his lair, and she's able to pick the lock on. <laughs> she's been there forever, uh, for for months now, I assume, and she's able to pick the lock with like some random shit she finds in. She's been there for a month and a half. Yeah, and she she's able to like pick a lock with some wires that she pulls out of Clay's bag. Seemed weird, but, you know, whatever. Uh, That whole thing seemed a little unnecessary, though, because, like, she ends up exactly where she was. She only escapes briefly. And really, the only only reasoning for it is so that Jason can't capture Clay and and Jenna at that time because he needs to go and put Whitney back in, in her cell or whatever. Uh, finally, we get to the house. Uh, I guess before we get to the house, uh, Trent has decided that since Jenna's not around, he's just he's gonna get some. He's literally gone. She's off like trying to do something good. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna fuck this hot girl. Well, I guess at first the the, the uh, it's Chewy. Uh, he he's like the kind of like dorky kid. He like builds up some confidence and goes and talks to her. And he's like laying it on thick, like I'm gonna get some. And then he breaks uh, the chair, <laughs> and Trent flips out. And to calm Trent down, Bree's like, "Hey, like, let's go finish this upstairs." And then we get the like wildest fucking sex scene. It's this extended scene of her riding him, stupendous. And, uh, he keeps calling her stupendous. <laughs> And, and you know, I, I I would say like hers was one of the few real tits, or like looked like real tits to me. Yeah, they had a little sag to them, and I was I was again. Never, never I, nice. I don't get treated to this stuff very often in the movies anymore. I was like, this is stupid and fun, and we're having some you know horny shit. Like, uh, and then meanwhile, the other dude. <laughs> 
the other two who uh, detected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name. He's like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like the one guy like went to like steal more alcohol or from like the so wine well no so so Chewy uh, he breaks the chair and Trent flips out and like but Chewy's like I can fix it I just need some tools oh, for tools and he, so, so he to steal, like, he sends them down to the tool shed which is like another fucking house <laughs> like, yeah yeah uh, but he does find like some expensive like uh, but meanwhile dude who has like. I don't know, five minutes alone decides he's going to use the time to jerk off to a magazine. <laughs> grabs, he grabs some tissues, and it's like, it's like a catalog. Like, yeah, it's like, it's what is this, 1950 fucking four? What are you doing, dude? It's like, a, gr- a great line, too. He's like, all right, he's like thumbing through this, this like catalog or whatever. He's like, I'll find me like a hot. It's like, I guess you'll do. And it's like just a fully clothed woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, it fits into the humor of like, Again, like uh, part four had Teddy, who who was uh, like real horny and watching porns by himself. Like he was watching like old stag films by himself. Remember, like, uh, but like, it's just so wild to me that like no one would ever do this. Like you, uh, oh yeah, I'm at like a cabin with a bunch of friends, and one friend stepped outside for a second. Two other friends are fucking in another room, and I'm gonna jerk off in the lampaker. Like, well, I have my dick here. I'm gonna smoke a bong and jerk off, but like, it's just another thing that's like fun about the movie because it's so silly. I'm just like, every time I see it, like, I always forget about it. But then when I watch the movie again, I'm like, why is this guy? Who would ever do that? Like, that's not a thing that you would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, like logically, makes yeah, no sense. Like you don't but... have the time, like going to a fucking bathroom at least. Like, what are you doing? Like, anyways, uh, it's just funny though. And again, it's just like I don't know. I just have fun with this. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a ton of fun. Um, uh, Jason kills Chewy in the uh, yeah in the tool shed. A, a great line there. Like uh, Chewy finds a hockey stick. Uh, he breaks some glass. They, he like he's just a clumsy motherfucker. But uh, he's like cleaning, trying to clean that up a little bit. And he turns around, and Jason's there. He's wearing the hockey mask. And he goes, "Are you looking for this?" It's <laughs> the hockey stick. Uh, and then he gets like uh, he gets kind of like beat up and, and murdered there. Um, then uh, you know uh, Tr- Clay and Jenna make it back to the house. Um, Jason cuts the power, and then we, we kind of enter into the the back half of um, you know murder spree. I guess uh, they they get they get a call out to the cops. Tell the cops like, hey, we're you know there's somebody out here trying to murder us. Uh, Trent goes and gets a gun, um, and. <laughs> Lawrence, the 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 black kid, uh, he's like, I gotta go get Chewy. He's down in the shed, and they're like, Don't go, don't go. He grabs a, he like grabs like a wok or a frying pan from the kitchen and puts it on his arm like it's a shield, <laughs> hey. and just like nobody get me. <laughs> it's down. Um, he he ends up with a pretty cool kill. Uh, he gets away from Jason. Almost gets back to to the house, and Jason tosses an axe like mm-hmm. directly into his back. Axe flipping through the air, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's it's weak in terms of like, you know, elaborateness, but it's just it's it's cool it's, in its simplicity. It's like, like how Jason is in this, he's straight to the point. Like he's yeah. not, you know, he's not doing pranks. I'm gonna toss this axe, and then I'm gonna just let you there. I'm gonna leave you there, whining, moaning, um, to try and get the others to come out. Yeah. Nobody does. Uh, he he murders uh, Lawrence. Cop shows up, uh, kills the cop, <laughs> uh, stabs him through the eye. Um, or does he shoot him with an arrow? Or something? I don't. Uh, he kills him somehow, like right at the door, and the cop is yeah, able right. to the door. Um, Bree ends up upstairs somehow. Jason gets in upstairs and uh, kills kills her. But this is funny too. He kills her in the bathroom, and she's leaning against the door. And then, so they're running through the house trying to get away from from Jason. And uh, they hear something. Trent just spins and fires like three rounds into the door, not knowing what it is. And he then like kind of pushes the door open, sees Bree on the ground, quickly shuts it, and goes. It, he killed Bree, like because yeah, yeah. he thinks he's killed her. Like yeah. he thinks he killed her. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> like he's just like, oh shit! Like he is such a scumbag. That uh, yeah, you gotta emphasize how much of a shithead he is. Yeah. Um, they get outside. They 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 get into uh, the the cop car. Uh, it's been fucked up. They end up having to split up, and Jason goes after Trent um, and uh, chases him through the woods. A tow truck kind of stops up. Trent's like, oh, hey, like, and and the the guy is like, and this is where, like, I hadn't seen this in a while either. I'm like, is fucking Jason driving? No, it's just some old dude in, in a tow truck. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jason comes out of nowhere, picks him up, and, and spikes him onto the back of the, the truck. <laughs> uh, and the old guy drives away with I Trent's body just, like, on the end of it. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Oh, and yeah, so I, I did write this down about how about Bree getting killed in the bathroom. Uh, she gets silent knighted. <laughs> he like oh, with, uh, with, uh, the deer horns. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he he lifts her up and uh, kind of like like hits it there. Um, I didn't think the final chase was as satisfying as as uh, as I thought with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's fun. Um I had the same reaction to this as that, where it's like, this is my favorite thing, and now it's like, all the memorable stuff has happened already. Yeah, like, not nothing here is, like, super memorable, because, like, they have, to, they have to get Whitney. The very end of this is very memorable to me. I think this is one of the best kills of Jason. I love oh, it. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so they, they, you know, they, they free Whitney, they, they escape through, like, a tunnel, and Jenna gets killed. Which um, surprised the shit out of me, because he's like, the good person, yeah. I, I really thought she was like, I did not remember that. Like, it was a shock to me this time. I was like, oh, damn, they fucking killed her. Like, he just gets her, he gets her with the machete, like, right? Right through the chest. Yep, yeah, she's trying to like get through that hole. And like, he's uh, you know, Clay is is Clay and Whitney are kind of like pulling her through, and then all of a sudden, the you just see the machete come right through. It's like, awesome the kill. One person out of like the main group of teens who was like really or college kids, whatever, like that was really good. And she was helping him the whole time. She just gets wasted as soon as he gets his sister back. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. 
And, uh, but then, it was like, then you're like, oh, shit. I, like, who's going to make it out? Like, will Clay and his sister make it out? And they do. But, like, it kind of, like, raises the stakes where you're like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like because you, you kind of don't expect, you don't I expect not Clay to make it. I did not expect her to die. Like, so. Um. And then it then it ends up uh, they end up in a, in a you know final confrontation in a barn, which kind of you know ties back to me thinking it's like a, a greatest hits release, like as you part said, three like or like part three actually, yeah. yeah. Um, early mask, hockey mask, um, you know, a bunch of the kills are, are very similar, or or you know tiebacks to, to there, there. Um, and then the, this final confrontation in the barn um, again. Uh, just kind of like all like what you expect out of a Friday the Thirteenth movie, um, and it, yeah, it's like re- really good. Like they're 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 fighting them. They end up with that wood chipper that that we've already seen. Um, the the whole thing with his mom ties back in where Whitney's able to distract him um, by like calling by his name, dangling the. Uh, Mm, yeah, it's all that's a the trope from the movies. Yeah, yes, and then like they are able to throw this chain into the wood chipper, and uh, so it, awesome, it, it it ends up hanging. Well, first it hangs them. First and, it hangs them. Then they chop it down somehow. Right? Well, yeah, it just break the wood just breaks. I think, and uh, he he drops. He's not dead yet, and then it it ultimately pulls him into the. It gets it gets caught again, and he gets dragged into the fucking. Which ah, so good. Um, Kill Jason, dude. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's fun. It's very fun. Uh, and then they they end up back at the lake. Um, Jason's dead body is there. Uh, okay. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is a little weird. Like, one, why did you drag like the body to the lake? Like, that's. Would you call it cops? You have like yep. a whole group of like people that are dead. Don't you have to explain who did this? Like hundred percent. Be like, yeah. this is the motherfucker. That, one, I'm like, I'm gonna chain that motherfucker up again. Like, he's <laughs> dead. I know he's dead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap him in chains. This guy, this, this defensive lineman has been chasing us through the woods all night. He killed not just all these other people from today. He like, killed the, all the kids from before. <laughs> Are we supposed to think they just like throw them in the lake and then just, they just drive off into the sunset? Like, dude, your all your friends are dead. Don't you have to? It, it's one of those things where it's like it, they didn't think about it enough or whatever. It's yeah. fine because you got fun out like, of it. You get it, like right, like they're gonna kick him into the lake. You get the, you get that like cool We're shot of Jason. Sequel, yeah, yeah. You get that cool shot of Jason sinking to the bottom, um, and then. Uh, you know, they're they're sitting there on the deck and you know, right before it would cut, like Jason jumps out of the lake, right through right through the pier and uh and grabs Whitney and that's kind of like where it cuts at. Yeah, and we're um, doing that's just doing like the original jump scare from the original kind yeah, of I like it, right? Like I, yeah, I like but it's like not it, it's stupid yeah. because it makes zero sense, but it's fun. Like Jason coming out of the lake doing that iconic shot um it, it's it's fun just catnip for people that love to see yeah it. it's like hey that's that's from the first movie yeah. this whole movie is like hey that's from that one it's a little bit of that but i give it like a little more credit because it's, it's more than that so yeah it's a little like it's got a hard edge like it's a little it has that like texas chainsaw thing too where it's like 
man, this is kind of like Jason's brutal. Fucking, yeah, yeah. So it's brutal. He's terrifying. Um, again, I wrote down here. Jason's a t- track star in this. Like, yeah, he is. Love that. It, I, I don't like the guys that just walk slow. I want to see him run. I want to see him chase you and try to kill you. Like, right? Like, you should be like. I'm so like. I mean, it. It. You know, it's like, a, a running fine. joke. But like you, you see these guys that just stalk after you, and it's like, yeah, like if I just walk at a cl- brisk pace, you will never catch me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm like, I love I'm like he's happy that he's yeah. chasing them through yeah. the shit. It's like it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, you got some final thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun remake. Like I, I love how brutal Jason is. Like and how no bullshit he is. Um, you know, like I said, he's shooting arrows, he's running, he's fucking laying out traps. Like, I love like the hunter aspect of it. He's laying out traps, he's got the fucking tunnels underneath. Um, it's he, a has, he has like trip wires that set off bells in his, in his like, little yeah, yeah, area. Like, I really that. smart. I, I, I don't get people that don't like that. Like, I, I don't get it, but uh, and it, it kind of like does the things of an 80s slasher movie without really having anything to say about it, which is fine by me. Like, it's totally cool. Like, you know, we're getting all the tits and, and, and the stereotypical characters. Like, it's just kind of doing the thing. But it's doing the thing at, like, a level of intensity that, like, you kind of expect from Marcus Nispel, like, from, from Texas Chainsaw. And to me, like, it does all that without, like, uh, like, you know, Texas Chainsaw, I find, like, very, like, unsettling, like, kind of disturbing. Like, this is, like, it's a little bit, but, like, it's just fun. Like, uh... Way, so, yeah. way, way more fun than yeah. than, than uh, Texas Chainsaw was, yes. So, yeah, I just... And, and the weird thing about this movie is that there's you and me that, like, really enjoy it, but there's a lot of people, and, and there's a lot of people that agree with us, but there's a lot of people that like, think it's garbage, like a really garbage remake uh, of the original, and I don't get it. But um, for me, I love it a lot. I wish there was like more of these. I w- really wish they continued off of this one. Legal challenges meant that they could not. Hopefully, we get something soon. But uh, man, this was a good. This was a good review. It was successful. It made money. Wish there was more. Uh, I love it a lot. Same. Uh, I'm gonna say the number eight out of ten. Yep, same for me. Same same score. Um, I really, really, really enjoy this film. Uh, if you're gonna update this formula, like this, they did the perfect job here, right? Like they. Yeah, I, I really don't like. I mean, this was 13 years ago at this point, um, and and they did such a good job with it. Uh, forgot to mention this at the top. Uh, budget was uh, 19 million, and box office uh, came in at 92.7 million. So it has to be tops for that series. Like it's really high up for that series. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, higher budget than Texas Chainsaw, and slightly less box office, but still, like that's. It, five times your return yeah. on on what your budget was. Like you did a good job here. Like you, Dude, you, you like, hit it. It used to be like one two million. They make like six million. You know what I mean? Like, and that was a hit franchise. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, they they knocked out of park, and it just legal trouble happened. You know, as we all know, like it's just like who knows where it goes from here. I, I do think we'll get a new one. I think they have to reboot it again. But 
Um, fine reboot. Yeah, didn't there isn't there a uh, TV series or something? Yes. Yeah, I can't wait. This coming up. So. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of like I'm happy with with how this one turned out. Really, really, really good stuff. It's really fun. Um, and yeah, uh, that the Crystal Lake, the prequel to Friday Thirteenth, uh, is is coming at some point. Uh, will air on Peacock. I can't wait to see it. I, I really. I, how how do you do this as a TV series? I don't know, but I'm gonna watch. So we are tied on this film, uh, and the last I think we we both scored them at eight. Yeah, uh, no clear definitive winner. Um, <laughs> what what did the uh, okay. what did the poll say? All right, so I did a poll on Twitter. I got three votes, so uh, oh. didn't mean much. But I did another poll on Facebook. I got eighty eight votes. And in both polls, it was not particularly close. Fucking uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre takes 72% of the vote. And um, you know, Friday 13th takes 27 Um, Yeah, I mean, as you said right there at the end, right, that uh, there's a lot of people out there that just don't, don't seem to like this version of Friday the 13th. Yeah, uh, really, really, it's a thing that's out there. Like, didn't get respect at the time from critics, obviously, but uh, the horror community like just does not embrace this one as much. So weird because it's exactly it, what it's I kind wanted of, out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what I wanted out of it, and it's exactly kind of what, like, if I were envisioning a modern Friday the Thirteenth, like set today, but. It. Done in that way. We're this gonna is do the cool shit, but we're just gonna make it vicious and brutal and fast. Well yeah. done, yeah. This is it. I mean, I, I I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. Uh, I think both both these films are great. Wait, are you leaning Friday Thirteenth? Um, I'm like I have it just as it scored both at an eight, but I have Texas Chainsaw just above Friday Thirteenth. So it takes it this one. Uh, well, for me personally, it's Friday Thirteenth, but I know I'm the minority. I lose in the poll, and you chose that. So uh, the winner of this one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003. Um, both excellent films. Uh, yeah, really, uh, really like this era. Ton of fun. I, I unfortunately Marcus Nispel not like. I think those were his two most successful kind of films. It. Yeah, that's but, kind of uh, He's done some other movies, but that's kind of it. It's those two movies. I don't get bring him back, dude. Yeah. Like uh like give him some more like gritty horror. Or fun horror. I don't know. Give him give something him, like give him Friday thirteenth uh part two as far as I'm concerned. Fucking Yeah, please be yeah. great. Um all right, well. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 takes it this time. Jeff, what what do we got for February? All right, so for, um, you know what I'm a big fan of? I like teacher student movies. Okay. What like uh, I think that uh, Whiplash that was like one of my favorite films of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back, Dangerous Minds, Dead Post Society, one of my favorite movies of the 80s. 
We're the two teacher student movies, Chris. All right. Teachers versus students. Oh. <laughs> We're going to do Class of 1984 from 1982. And we're going to do Hell High from 1989. Um, both of these movies, well, Class of 1984 is available on everything. It's like on Tubi, it's on uh, Amazon Prime, Pluto, I think it's on Shudder. There's a Joe Bob episode of Class of Um, Now, Hell High, you're going to go look for it, and it's available nowhere. It's not on... You can't even rent it. But if you go on YouTube, Chris, and you type in Hell High full movie, it's there. Alright. It's been there for seven years, so I don't think it's going to take it down any soon. This will be the the one. Like, I go with the copyright. (laughs) God damn it. Alright, Hell High and Class of 1984. Um, I've not seen either of these, so... I've seen Class of 1984. Uh, I like it. I'll put it that way. Um, I've not seen the other. I, I actually I bought, I bought the other on Blu-ray right around Christmas, and I'm excited to see it, but I was holding off. I'm looking forward to this. A pair of first-time watches for me. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of glad you didn't choose something else that just hit Shudder. I think we'll, we'll be I know, doing I know. that in March. I'm all, I, I feel like I should watch it just in case it gets taken away. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, if you want to, get, give it a go and then we, we can hold a conversation for it. I, we'll, uh, we'll be choosing that film in March. So. The horror community has been going kind of gaga. Like, or just, you know, everyone's waiting in on it because it's, it's, yeah, it's been available. For, yeah, for so long, so. We're talking about possession from 1981. I believe that's right. Yeah, with Sam Neill. Yeah. Um, everyone's got an opinion about it. I, it sounds. I now that we've like kind of caught up on, on all movies at our house, it might be in the rotation soon. Just because again, I'm worried that it's gonna get taken away. But, yeah, it, it hit Shutter like January 1st, but who knows how long it's gonna be there. So, at the very least, I'll have seen it by the time we have to do it. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy your teacher-student movies. Yes, looking forward to it. Uh, and that that will be, hopefully we will be back uh, early February for that. Yeah, I'm going to actually watch this soon. I've been like dying to watch these. <laughs> like I, 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 spoilers, I like Class of 1984, so I've been like dying to watch it again. So, all right, we'll be back. We'll be back, yep.